B-J-F-O-D. It's Radio Free Tote Bag. I'm Donovan. I'm Arthur. And we got the motherfucking J-Fod with us this week. I'm coming in hot with the guests because I had to make that acronym joke. That was great, dude. And you nailed Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Has anyone ever called you J-Fod Beeblebrox? J-Fod Beeblebrox? Yeah, like Zaphod from uh, fucking Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, you know what? No, they haven't. And I want them to. And you did. <laughs> and now I'm good. Like the rest, however the rest of this goes, I'm good. First, first Donovan nailed the acronym. Then Arthur <laughs> fucking upskilled my nickname. Absolutely destroying it within the first like 120 seconds of this episode. Folks. You guys are good at this. You guys are very good at this. <laughs> Thank you. Where am are, I? Are... What is this? What are we? <laughs> what is going on? It's Radio Free Toback. It's a show about relationships. Fuck yeah. We're going to answer listener questions. We're also going to have JFOD help us answer the questions. But first, we have some questions for JFOD. Uh, John F. O'Donnell. Uh, I mean, first, do you, do you just kind of want to introduce yourself in terms of your podcast and uh, stand-up and everything? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me. And I, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a salty dog stand-up comedian, you know, fucking dirty <laughs> bitch. Been doing stand-up for <laughs> 20 fucking years, Ugh, you know, dead inside, but still so much fire at the same time, just like a fucking walking... <laughs> paradox you know like fucking have achieved z-list celebrity status at this point you know was like uh on the uh television show the political comedy show redacted tonight radical political comedy show for five years funded primarily by the russian government deal with it no big deal it's punk rock it's punk rock i'm not a traitor it's punk rock you understand I jumped into the belly with an authoritarian regime in order to tell the truth in America in a very broken, corporate, whitewashed media landscape. It's punk rock. You all dig it about me. But, you know, lost that job. You guys know how the old saying goes. Have a manic episode once and go completely psychotic. Shame on me. Have a manic episode twice and go completely psychotic. Even more shame on me. That's how it goes. <laughs> now I have a podcast called Take Your Pill Psychopath, uh, where we use comedy to uh, destigmatize mental health issues. And I'm very proud to get to do it. And I'd love for everybody to check it out. Oh, yeah. I, I am. So happy! Okay. I am so happy that you are that you are doing this work. Uh, I I can't think of of many people better suited to to do it. I lived I, it, Arthur. I've lived it. I'm living it. <laughs> I'm currently living it. I have the life experience. Fucking same. Do we? Uh, do, like I think in the interest of destigmatizing, do we all want to go around and drop our our diagnoses? Let's do it. Okay, I'll I'll start her off. I got I got the old bipolar one. I got, uh, I got, uh, 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 character, like deep depressive characteristics. I have a little bit of ADHD. Uh, I have, uh, I have exhibited things that are similar, like, like OCD symptoms perhaps, but I have no diagnosis there. And I think, uh, a little, little spectrum-y, little wee touch of the tism up here too. <laughs> little nice. tiz-tiz, little tiz-tiz for Arth-Arth. <laughs> <laughs> You got a whole salad going. On the count of three, can we all say a little tiz-tiz for Arth-Arth? Can we just give that a try? Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. you ready? Ready? One, two, three. Little, little tiz-tiz for Arth-Arth. Oh, we said it's sad. We said That's it's beautiful. slow and sad. We'll put some air horns around it. We'll just make it like... Uh, <laughs> more of like a like a dance track chopped and screwed type thing yeah, yeah exactly get some <laughs> trap music beats under that uh arthur i got bipolar one too we're bipolar one bros bro Woo-hoo! yeah most of the time just real sad sometimes yeah. real fucking weird with it yeah real intense <laughs> the the manic episodes are funny after the fact in stand-up, but during them, real scary. And then the depressions, they're just lonely and sad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Uh, yeah, we got we got bipolar one, also known as classic bipolar, Donovan. Classic, dude. <laughs> Yo, remember that time fucking Arthur was running around bottomless and then he fucking got in the car, but he was blackout, so he said don't drive, and then he drove into the fucking lake and scared all those kids and ducks. Classic. <laughs> Bipolar one. Not too far off something that actually happened. <laughs> oh no, struck a chord. <laughs> that hurt. That was too close to home. Um Yeah, no. I've yeah, it's fucking Somebody, wild. It, go ahead, did you sorry. did you have any uh did you have any encounters with the law on the mania? <laughs> yes. I've gotten arrested three times over the years. Fuck, yeah, dude. Yeah, one time in Ireland. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, shit. One time in Denver and one time most recently in Washington, D.C. Um, yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say, uh, Arthur, was you said, when, okay, when we were off air before we started, you said something about, and I, I really perked up because I haven't gotten to talk about this too much because on my podcast, I interview people and we talk at length about uh, you know, the mental health issues and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. at some point, I'd love to have you on because you have a cornucopia. I mean, Donovan's just a fucking normie over here. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? We didn't even get hey, to... I got my own what, shit. What, you, what, you just, <laughs> no, you, you're a little anxious? To, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to make him feel defensive about not having something, even though I know that he does. You know what I mean? Sorry, Donovan. Damn it, guys. <laughs> These fucking jerk cool dudes with their bipolar one. Oh, 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 with their crippling mental illness that has undermined their lives. Oh, God, I'm so jelly right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, it took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> but <laughs> Arthur, Arth, tis tis. Um, you gotta, you gotta tell us a little bit about that psychotic nondescript situation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I have. Uh, uh, they've described it as a psychotic disorder, not otherwise specified. So every time I've had a serious <laughs> manic episode, it has been comorbid with cannabis use. And my psychiatrist was like, do you know, um, you know, Kurt Vonnegut? And I was like, yeah, I'm familiar with, with his work a little bit. You know, well, he had a son and his son, uh, fucking killed himself. And it's probably because he had something that we like to call a psychotic disorder, not otherwise specified. It's basically, if you fuck with psychedelics at all, you will have a manic episode. So yeah, yeah. Wow. That's very interesting because I have, uh. My mania has uh, psychosis uh, definitely specified. <laughs> um, <laughs> a psychotic so, disorder, very specifically. A verified blue check mark next to that bitch on Twitter. You know what I mean? My psychosis does um, have. Uh, but yeah, dude, I got the same thing with... Could you imagine my psychosis got verified on Twitter? I'd be so jelly. No, I'm, I'm, I'm verified on Twitter. <laughs> celebrity okay so but what i wanted to say is dude i have the same thing so for me thc with my uh fire brain it's like throwing fuel on the fire yeah and it's really weird so i avoid it uh completely but then when i start ramping up and getting hypomanic which is like mania light and my judgment starts going i then i just crave it like something clicks and changes in my brain and then i just fucking lose my marbles and i start just like structuring my entire life around smoking weed and it just gets real bad yeah that's what i did for for years i was like a wake and bake type of dude for like a long fucking time and i used to keep um notebooks like i thought i wanted to do stand-up for a long time i never actually got up anywhere but like i would write like bitlets in a little notebook and when i go back and i read those i'm like wow i really should have known i was in trouble earlier (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a notebook of red flags of ideas exactly dude fucking wild let's let's get i want to get donovan and donovan come on what's going on how you doing buddy oh man i'm over here uh being not neurodivergent (laughs) oh no i'm just kidding i got i got a whole i got a whole bunch of fucking crap man uh, most of, most of my really bad stuff was in high school. Uh, I, but earlier than that too, I distinctly remember being depressed for the first time on the playground in fifth grade. Yeah. And just watching people having fun and having this feeling of like, wow, like I can't even, 
identify with that. You know what I'm saying? Where you get that, yeah. that depressive state where like fun things aren't fun. And I was like, this is really fucking weird. And I think I'd heard the term depression. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that's what that is. And sure enough, di- you know, diagnosed with that a few years later. Uh, the big one at the time when I was like 14 or 15, I got, I got diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm. And uh, I don't think I would be, I wouldn't be diagnosed as that anymore. Um, but I, I was definitely sh- showing some serious symptoms of that. And I was glad to go to like inpatient a couple times. Mm. Uh, m- but mostly just these like massive anxious and depressive episodes. And I'd get like obsessive about shit and just be stewing, like boiling basically all the time with just minor, you know, things or like what people thought about me, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. Uh, Depressed at not- five years old. 10, 10. Enough. Oh. I was chilling at 5. Okay. I okay. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought you said 5 on the playground. Oh, or 10. 5th grade. Yeah. Oh, 5th <laughs> yeah. grade. 5th grade. 5th grade. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember being real young and like sitting, I'm sitting at the top of the playground and I'm singing a song that I wrote called Nobody Loves Me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like real fucking sad kicking oh, my feet. No. And then like Wait, and then how like old a, you? like I think I might have been like 6 or 7. Oh, buddy, nobody loves a, me. Yeah. It's a bleak scene. Just sitting there singing about how nobody loves me and I remember a teacher saying like get over it. Uh, Whoa, oh, hell yeah, dude. Tough love. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, we know that shit works. Yep. Fixed. Yeah, right. Yeah, just get over it. Stiff upper lip, kid. <laughs> knock it off that worked well for all the boomers they've processed all their shit yeah very well they're crushing it if any great if any of them ever says and i turned out fine just challenge that just go challenge that narrative immediately do you remember the chorus to nobody loves me by any chance um i remember it being really kind of like nobody loves me well, I think Portis had stole that song from you. <laughs> Nobody loves me. It's true. <laughs> That's why young artists. Wow, dude, you depressed. could have been you could have been seen as a pioneer of the the trip hop uh, music subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> but nope, because that stole. teacher though. Yeah, the teacher <laughs> fucked me over bad. <laughs> Uh, wow, what a reference! As I said, I OCD in the past. In recent years, it's definitely it's anxiety and depression. I forgot ADHD. I got diagnosed with that as a kid, and then multiple times since then, trying to you know see how we had progressed. Uh, and that combination of ADHD and anxiety—if anybody out there has that—that's a fucking nightmare. Oh yeah, already, you're always fucking some stuff up or forgetting stuff, and then you get panicked, which makes you forget more stuff great times wow so it's like a it's like a fucked up feedback loop like feeds into each other yeah i've I've heard that's very common for people like with adhd or with anxiety to have them both i think i was reading and so with anxiety disorder there's like a real physical do you have like the physical like pain associated with it there's like a there's like a physicality to having an anxiety disorder yeah i mean anxiety attack yeah, it's it's more mental for me. The phys because I have friends who to specified like physical anxiety and described what they feel, and I get a little bit of that, like the pit of the stomach, just like oh god, everything is tightening. It's awful feeling, but it's more for me just racing fucking thoughts. Yeah, getting disoriented, having trouble talking. It fucking sucks. Do dude. you ever get the one where your hands are shaking and it feels like your heart fell out of your chest? Yo, yeah. And that sometimes one. my head will start shaking, and it's like, people are going to notice this. What the fuck? And then you just start fucking and start shaking more. It's it's what you said, John. A lot of this stuff is such a shitty fucking feedback loop. Uh, but on yeah. the upside, you know, I've, I've, I've done some therapy. I've been getting into meditation in recent years. I'm definitely, like, at the best point I've been at right now, which I feel good about. Yeah. Uh, so That's th- awesome, things man. trending well, but historically there's been some rough shit you know the anxiety and depression comes back sometimes that's how that goes yeah 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 it's like you know arthur do you have a thing for me i'll have like the manic episode first and it'll get really intense and fired up and can be super extended for a while my judgment gets Mm -hmm. off i 
I fuck up. And then like, you know, I get really grandiose in my thinking. I get really messianic and shit like sure. that. Um, and so I, I, I have psychotic thinking and things like that. And then it's like, what goes up must come down. And then I'll have sort of equally debilitating depressions in a different, it's a di- different type of debilitating sort of thing. You know what I mean? And then I'll have yeah. to just figure out how to claw my way out of it with like, you know, different mental health tools. Exercise is part of that. Medication is part of that. Meditation is part of that. For me, mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm a big little yoga bitch boy, you know, so I'm into that. <laughs> and then, uh, it's good. Oh no, I love it. I love it. Like when I say something like that, like also I have like a pretty healthy diet, like a low inflammation diet that I do. I'm like a, I'm a dirty little vegan bitch too. You know what I mean? So it's like when I do something that I know I'm proud of, but I don't want to come across as pretentious. I just call myself a dirty little bitch in order to like show my, like my fealty to whoever I'm talking to about it. So they don't have that window to be judgmental or like dismissive or feel like what I'm doing is an attack on them. Yeah. I'm just a dirty little bitch vegan. You know, (laughs) I'm not like a judgmental vegan. How could you eat the poor little animals? You know, so anyway, I love that. That's definitely a powerful thing. Taking control of the narrative uh, around what you're saying by like preempting it. Like I do it with like self-deprecating humor a lot. Like yes, uh, I'll, I'll shit do, on yeah. myself so that you don't have a chance to shit on me first. Oh, look at you. Oh, wow. Oh, poor old Arthur. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Arthur Arth with the tiz tiz. Arthur uh, got his tiz tiz. Arthur tiz tiz. Had a hard time in school. <laughs> poor Arthur tiz tiz. I love that your, your, your psychosis, what is it called? Nondescript. Like, say it not, again. The, not the otherwise of, specified. Psychotic yeah, disorder, weirder. not otherwise specified. Psychotic episode, not otherwise specified. Ooh, how how intriguing. What the fuck yeah. does mystery. that mean? <laughs> yeah, not it's otherwise specified. Oh, yeah. do tell. Oh, I can't. It's only if it comes from the not otherwise specified region of France. Is, uh, yeah, exactly. I've never, yeah. I've yeah. never let anybody specify me before, but I think I can do it with you. I think yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> but, but otherwise, no. <laughs> otherwise, no. <laughs> not otherwise. Who, fucking, who came up with that name, by the way? Because there's, there's another. There's another uh, uh, psychiatric condition called it's it's something else not otherwise specified. Yeah, that just seems lazy to me. Or they could it just put general insane. in front of it. it. It's sure. It's a lot of words. Every all of the yeah the dude the psychiatrist and the the uh, and big pharma all like the pill names. These people they sound like they're consulting aliens. And then they're like an alien burp. They have like an alien someplace. They make it burp. And whatever that sounds like is what they name the medication. I think like I think the the names of new medications and like the names of weed, the people who name weed strains need to like team up and just meet in the middle. You know what I mean? Strawberry Trulicity. Very true. Yeah, there you go. Sour, Strawberry Trulicity. Yeah. Sour Viox. Yeah. Sour Vioxx. And I think what just happened right there, I'm going to actually write that down. I think that that riff right there is a premise for a stand-up bit when the world yeah, reopens. Buddy. Oh, Fuck shit. Yeah. Writing it down. <laughs> Gotta get Weed them bitlets. strain namers and... <laughs> I'm working, you guys. I'm working. Weed strain namers and psych med namers unite. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back. That's a good fucking premise, too. Meet in to the middle. All right. <laughs> that's the only centrism I believe in. Uh, <laughs> that's some incrementalism. That's some centrism. I, that's the real alt center. <laughs> Is there us, alt yeah. center? Are there people no, that like identify as term. alt center? It's like, yes and no. It's like people that see the center as this alternative to the polarization. So they, uh, some okay. people have called themselves alt center, but... Like there's a term there's like they tried to make a term alt left. I don't know what that one means either. See, I that would have to be like the chapo like dirtbag left, right? Is how I feel would be alt like I don't Are they know. Alt-left? But it doesn't have but it doesn't have like the same connotations as alt right. Because that's what they're trying to do. I'm sure that's the sort of shit that like CNN pundits would call uh, antifa organizers or oh something sure like along yeah. Those oh yeah yeah the- i think well they say yeah you're right they don't i guess maybe but they don't really they call them it's basically the framing that they have is antifa versus alt-right like those are the right. two 
did it, did it, did it. And like, you know, <laughs> Netflix came out with like uh, equivalency documentaries about both at the same time, you know? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I bet Very it's cool. really nuanced and great, filled with incredible takes that yeah, I haven't thought yeah, before. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> John, you had uh, you had a segment uh, on your show, uh, and I, we we're talking about before the show. This was an earlier episode, uh, so I don't I don't know if you still if you still do. But you were talking about songs. Uh, you had a segment on songs that you thought were about you while you were manic, and I <laughs> oh my god that concept, dude. And I was I was going to ask both you and also Arthur if you guys have any uh, good examples of those. Absolutely. Arthur, that seemed to resonate with you right there. Yes, absolutely. I remember very distinctly that feeling. I can't remember any song specifically, but like I would listen to podcasts and I'm like, they're fucking talking about me right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, right? Like the ego becomes unhinged. The ego becomes untethered and you become so center central to everything. It's fucking weird and it feels so fucking real. It's bizarre. What is up with that? But okay, so I will tell you, Donovan. I don't do that segment anymore just because I ran out of songs. You know what I mean? After uh, that's, I, true. that's true. I was doing, I, sh- I was, I should have just done one an episode, but I was doing like three, four, five an episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause but, it's a really fucking good segment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but anyway, now, I mean, the show is now evolved into me interviewing, but interviewing people, basically those first handful of episodes was like, there was so much shit that I'd been through. I basically needed those episodes to kind of purge all of that, explain all of that. And then since then, uh, I've been interviewing friends about, and people and other folks and everything, interesting folks about different diagnoses that they have. And we've been getting into it. Like I interviewed somebody, a good friend of mine, Jen in DC, who has borderline personality disorder. We did a two part episode. Yeah, it was yeah, and so she was so open and honest and so and so funny about it too cuz she's a comedian we laughed a lot. I have not found anything else on the internet that talks about that diagnosis with any levity, you know? So I'm super super proud and people were very it was a good response to it. But what I'm saying is I ran out of songs, but I will tell you a song and this one is embarrassing. <laughs> um okay. Ugh, ugh. I thought this song Beautiful Day by U2 was about me. Oh, okay. fuck yeah. Now, let me tell you why that's embarrassing. If it was like U2, like classic U2 between 1980 and 1990, fair enough. They got some, some fucking great shit. songs. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, some yeah. war type shit. I mean, off a of war. War is a Come fucking on. incredible album. Yes. I, feel, I feel it. I have a history with U2. Yeah, something maybe even off of Octune Baby, I could live with that, you know? Mysterious ways. Sure, he says she moves in mysterious ways, but we know he was talking about me. I'm just kidding. I didn't think that song was about me. I'm not a weirdo. But like, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. You know, it's like, you're, you're like, the oh, I gotta fucking you go do it today. Like, yeah, no, but it was like, you're out of touch. Like, you're here. Like, I don't know why. Okay, that. And then I'll tell you one more, and then I think Arthur's chomping at the bit to say what his songs he thought was about him. But I will say, there's another one that's embarrassing, is that I thought the song uh, Sleepwalker by Jacob Dylan and the Wallflowers was about me. It was just like, Sleepwalker, I thought I was the Sleepwalker he was talking about. He was like in his dreams or something like sleepwalker take this knife you might be the one who saves my life when i'm dead asleep dreaming i'm like i guess i gotta save jacob dylan's life and the reason that was embarrassing because it's not even bob dylan you guys it's his significantly less prolific son jacob dylan Ugh, humiliating even even in the manic episodes you've, you've got some humbleness you're like bob dylan a little bit much it may be his son i can save but i have regularly speaking i have better taste in music than those two songs you know i like <laughs> leonard cohen you guys <laughs> i uh i would like i can't remember any specific songs i do remember a specific bit on mabim bam where they're talking about how like somebody is they're like talking about how to break it to somebody that they're an asshole and so i'm listening to three of my favorite like com like comedic minds 
talk about how to break it to somebody that they're an asshole and surely it's about me so it was like really <laughs> tough like it was really hard to hear Damn. them hear them talk about roasted. that oh, or like wow they thought it was about you you thought it was yeah. about you the other the other thing that i get really hard when i'm manic is um the feeling that i am possessed of secret knowledge that like i know something that i'm not supposed to know but i can't right. remember what it is but they know that i know and they're coming whoa Fuck. so it's like in there and you need to unlock it to like save yes. the world yes i get see, that I really feel, ha- really bad wow see i feel that same sort of like there there comes someone's coming to get me uh but i have like the knowledge to to create either like either i've like there's like a heaven on earth scenario or a hell on earth scenario are both eminent and it's up to yeah. me to create that heaven on earth heaven on earth scenario <laughs> and i'll be <laughs> goddamned if I'm going to let hell on earth happen on my watch. <laughs> Have you ever tried to do a captcha when you're uh, manic? Like one of those prove you're not a robot things? <laughs> I don't know. Why? It feels like you're disarming a fucking bomb. Prove you're not a robot. Am, am I not a robot? Like <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, also, <laughs> when it comes to music, anything by Bob Marley, I think, is about me because I sure. often think for real that I'm the reincarnation of the Rastafarian Messiah, Ja. Uh, maybe because my name's John and it's just looks like baked in there. That might be it. But then I do a bit where I'm like, can you imagine how disappointed the Rastafarian community would be? If it turned out I was their messiah. <laughs> Hello, Rastas. It is I, the reincarnation of Hale Selassie. Stop booing. I know I'm not what you were expecting. Just bear with me. Yes, I realize your religion was created by black people in the 1930s in Jamaica as a social stand against the white oppressor. Well, then who better? <laughs> To lead you to Mount Zion, then an off-putting little white guy from New Jersey. It's the perfect twist ending. Stop booing. Oh, my God. We're fucking Etc. 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 Why don't I have dreadlocks? Because not even the Messiah can make white people not look ridiculous with dreadlocks. Stop booing. Subscribe Fuck to my me. podcast. <laughs> I, I really do have a podcast. Man, I miss stand-up so much. <laughs> that was good as fuck, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not flattered here. I, need, I appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> you. It's in the old act. It's in the old act. Fuck yeah. That's in there. Fuck yeah. That, is, that, has been, that has been written and rewritten. The beats have been played out. That is not a riff. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciating you. Appreciating standing, both of a you. A standing ovation from uh, from the both of us. And we're not looking at our phones. We are looking at the stage. Thank you. Uh, John, we also need to ask you our, our traditional question for guests here, uh, which is to ask you about an embarrassing or maybe just kind of stupid dating or relationship story uh, that you have had. you have anything? I do. I do. I got something. So... Okay, so this is like a cool story that then turned into a like a story that turned into it's like okay, so uh me and my good buddy were hanging out at a bar in the lower east side and watching this really rad uh British musician woman friend of mine who was in town perform. Afterwards we're hanging out with them for a while, they leave. Uh, and we meet this really, really cool uh, girl who was a bartender someplace else. We're all the three of us are all playing pool, and I'm like feeling like a vibe. And I had only at that point had one threesome some years back before that, and it was weird. It was like the one girl was straight, but when she drinks, she gets kind of bisexual. And the Mm. other woman involved was like a complete lesbian who wanted nothing to do with me throughout the entire experience. (laughs) So I remember during that one, at one point I reached up my hand to grab this like perfect voluptuous floppy lesbian breast and she just swatted my hand away. So like (laughs) that was the first threesome. Not a, not a quality experience. Not the, not the full experience. 
Yeah, it didn't feel like the full experience at all. So now cut to this situation. I find myself, like, there's like an attraction thing going on here. I find myself like initiating to see if I can get this threesome to happen. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, right. we're talking, we're hanging out. And and I then here's the thing. I think, you know, it's tough to be a woman in this culture in America these days. And I think, you know, women deserve to be loved on and serviced and pleasured by not one, but two men who can exalt them up and put them on their earth goddess Gaia pedestal that they deserve after (laughs) playing pool for a few hours and hitting on them at the bar. (laughs) You know? Because that's what we did. Then we took her back to her place. (laughs) Very classy. And we just, I just start kissing her and he starts kissing her and she's like, she's so into it. She's like, Two, we're like yes, two. <laughs> Go with it, Earth Goddess. You know, and we're all going at it. We're having fun, and it's really great, and it's this nice thing, and it's like, you know, and it was it was interesting because I'm hooking up with this woman with this friend of mine who's a good friend of mine, and it felt it felt totally cool. Like it didn't feel weird, and it also, and if it if it did feel homoerotic to me and I was enjoying that you know c'est la vie but it also it didn't feel homoerotic it just felt like two straight men hooking up with this wonderful woman but here's the thing like I didn't realize after I orgasmed how much longer they were going to continue having sex (laughs) (laughs) it was a long time Donovan and Arthur it was a long time you guys I was like oh so that's how adults do it. <laughs> Good to know. At one point, you know, I feel like I just became the the DJ in the situation. They just I roll like, over I, and fire up the Spotify. Well, no, it was, she was playing a record, and for real, she was playing a Bob Marley record. I Hell swear wow. to God, I know. So at one point, I just like I was like, yeah, sure, I'll put on the B side of this Bob Marley record. <laughs> and then, like after the fact, I was like, ah. Three white people having sex to Bob Marley? That's horrifying, you know? <laughs> Just, like, going at it to Buffalo Soldier. Buffalo Soldier. Dreadlock Rasta. Fighting an arrival. Fighting for survival. That song is about slavery, dude. Three white people should not be fucking in that song, you know? And then here's the thing. He's a beatboxer. So... You know, Wait. I feel like it's burying the lead, but he's actually a professional, successful beatboxer, which is a oh, hard shit. thing to achieve. And then here's the thing is that we all. OK, so that happened. And then it was, it was fine. We all had fun. It's all good. But then I found out later on that they continued hooking up and having sex all other times in the future. <laughs> you just without me, <laughs> which is like hurtful. But I, I thought funny. But still <laughs> hurtful, pretty good. but funny. But I got the story, you know, so. And it, it is a very good fucking story, too. That's one what it's my, all about. Uh, one of my favorites on here, because I, I just like the image of you sitting next to this record player, just checking the watch, maybe maybe scroll Twitter a little bit, and like, <laughs> oh, still still going like did you did you do anything to pass the time yes i drank uh i drank uh jack daniel's honey Ooh, uh, that shit rules <laughs> does it yeah i liked it back back when uh, i used to drink i loved that stuff i i that's what she had and uh, at the time i was enjoying it for sure so i was doing that and then yeah Okay, you know what? This is a, a, a detail that I don't usually divulge because I don't even actually tell this part of the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I don't tell the Jack Daniels honey part of the story. Maybe I should. But Hell they yeah. were going at it for so long. Then I started like... Then then I remember I was just like, all right, I'm just going to start jerking off and see if I can get another nut going. You know what I mean? Right. Right, and then later, and then I did, and then later when we left, he said he was like, "Yeah, he was like, I was having fun." He's like, "But I felt because I felt kind of nervous or whatever." He's like, "I wasn't able to, uh, I wasn't able to come." I was like, "Oh, oh. see, similar to the people who name psychiatric drugs and the weed namers, we needed to meet in the <laughs> middle, right there, and both have it's- normal time length <laughs> orgasms." 
It's so fucking hard to do that. I think I've only gotten like a time that I was like, this is this is good maybe five or six times in my entire life. I feel like it's got, it goes hard in either direction for me. Mm. Interesting. I feel like there's a, I got a book called The Multi-Orgasmic Man. Yeah, uh, dude. Where it's all about cultivating male sexual energy and it's about cultivating the practice of injaculation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't heard that part. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and so it's all about trying to figure out how to cultivate to have an orgasm without ejaculating for a man, which apparently is a thing that can happen. And then, then you're like, because it's like you're when you ejaculate, a lot of life force is coming out of there. So it's the sort of thing where if you can get that, if you can get that orgasm without that life juice shooting out is good for you it's good living think about how much power you can retain you can you can fucking retain so much power and you can achieve new levels of awareness and consciousness and longevity and who knows cosmic consciousness so i never i try to sometimes i try the exercises and so it's basically it's like it's like edging with an open heart you know, it's like uh, <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> it's like socially conscious edging. It's like edging for for <laughs> SJWs. <laughs> does it uh, does it focus at all on like prostate play? Because that's that's one way that I've heard uh, it is possible to achieve multiple orgasms as an AMAB it, person. It does have to do with uh, prostate manipulation for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. And and also it has to do with well also it has to do with a lot of the pelvic floor. You know, it's like tightening yep. up the pelvic floor uh you know which is like basically kegels for dudes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kegels but there's a fucking uh there's a skull decal on them. <laughs> kegels for dudes. Kegels? These are your mom's kegels. I just said skegels. <laughs> Kegels until you scar it up. Skegels. <laughs> scar up your taint. No. Never come. <laughs> Cultivate male sexual energy at my website. Oh my god. Okay. Speaking of male sexual energy, can we help some people? Do we feel like helping some people with their relationship questions? Got to. Yeah. Gotta do it. All right. We have uh, we have our first question box question from a patron. And this one was for Arthur mm-hmm. uh, to uh, about something we talked about recently. We had that pickup artist focused episode. Uh, Specifically on the Patreon if you're lost. That was, was, a pat- oh, uh, was on, on the, the Patreon, Patreon. If, if y'all are lost, but... Figure we bring this out for everybody. Paywall, friends, patreon.com slash RFTB. Uh, but we talked about it on there, and they asked Arthur, because Arthur, you mentioned something about neuro-linguistic programming. Yeah. Connected to PUA shit. They were wanting yeah. to elaborate on that. Okay. So I think we probably need, like, a primer on what neuro-linguistic programming is. So I'm going to give you all the little, the like, the Wikipedia, like, little quick hit. Put on uh, your science helmets. <laughs> It is a psychological approach that involves analyzing strategies used by successful individuals and applying them to reach a personal goal. It relates to thoughts, language, and patterns of behavior learned through experience to specific outcomes, says goodtherapy.org. It's very nondescript. Like, it doesn't really... It seems like a real kind of wishy-washy, like, pseudo-scientific thing to me. It has always been my... uh, um, Uh, read on it right yeah and so it's like you use like repeated like repeated phrases and actions and stuff and it's supposed to create like deeper like pathways like you're supposed to be like conditioning pathways in (laughs) people's so it's like you want to have sex with me? No, I don't. You want to have sex with me? No, I don't. You want to have sex with me? Okay, fine. It works. It works. Uh, and I had a buddy who who applied this stuff to um, to like dating. Like the whole idea is that like by saying certain words, you encourage them to say certain oh. words and in a certain way. 
Right. Like you're an like, activation phrase for yes. a sleeper cell. Yeah. You're like finger, and they're like blast, and then... Like <laughs> <laughs> I get this it. The system works. <laughs> <laughs> the system works. I found a, uh, I found a page here. Uh, first of all, this page is called puolingo.com, which I suppose oh, is like Duolingo, but for pickup artists. Uh, yeah, bro. So that's wow. fucking funny. Uh, and there's an article entitled Applying NLP to Pickup by Alpha Wolf and Company. <laughs> Whoa, Alpha Wolf. <laughs> Hi, Don't guys. Anders guy. Lee. No, Anders Trika. <laughs> the guy's name is Anders Trika, but it's Anders, so I wanted to put that evil, in. But anyway, evil oh, I wish it was Anders Lee. <laughs> yeah, Dark Side Anders Lee. Uh, <laughs> From Powerful Connections here, one of the questions that I hear most from guys wanting to improve their game is, what are your coolest tips on calibrating your approach to a set before you make contact so you can get to the hook point faster? Oh, they're such dorks, I can't fucking handle it, It's insane. It, the shortest wow. answer to that question is, I don't. As in, I don't really believe in the hook point as an important concept in my game. I know from my 10 plus years of experience with the pickup order lifestyles that the lock-in is a much more important concept to understand and apply. Preset calibration to get the longer answer is very relevant with regards to locking in successfully and once you master this skill you will notice that the communication with the sets you approach will rapidly improve. Is he Jesus. talking about locking women in his closet? It's it, probably the once you get the lock in just right you want to get a not a combination lock because you can forget the combination and then you got women in there and they're dying and then you got to deal with that which is problematic because you get the bolt clippers and it's hard to explain with the dead bodies and the pudding pops and the bill cosby <laughs> who's a rapist yes that's true and probably into nlp probably very was a neurolinguistic programming guy very possible Yikes. but yeah uh, it's like, it, it's like conditioning people to say what you want them to say by saying certain things yourself. Right. God damn it, man. It's like, I, I don't want to harp on it, but it's, it's so fucking dorky. As we yeah. said on that episode and when we've covered this, it's just like, I just don't know how you could hear all of that and be like, no, totally. This is this is like how my parents got together. This is how people get in relationships. <laughs> you gotta learn. You gotta get the hook point. You gotta the get your waders on. Yeah, you gotta get the fucking lock in. It's oh my god. And you know again, it's it, just it, it's it, like it, an artistry of objectification. It's like it's like <laughs> yeah. It's like ooh, let me up my objectification <laughs> game. I'm making up my... I'm like Shakespeare. I'm making up my own terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. They claim that okay. there's a connection between neurological processes and behavior patterns learned through experience and that these can be changed to achieve specific goals in life. Yeah, dude. Be cool to somebody and they will be conditioned to realize you're cool. That's all, yeah. that's all you gotta do. Don't yeah. forget about the rest of this shit. Just be a good dude. And yep. also your pelvic floor exercises. You really want to make sure either. to do yeah. your skagels. When you blast, you really want to fucking blast. You, know? you want to blast into your own brain, not out your dick hole like a chump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, self-cum brain. I, I Listen, I'm enlightened. I come into my brain, dude. <laughs> I cream pie my own psyche all up. every Gets day. all the thoughts lubricated and thinking more fast. <laughs> You see? That's just good science. There's a lubricant <laughs> component to semen. It's it's fucking it is science right there. It, it'll keep things slipping and sliding around, keep those brain years turning. Tony Fauci told me that. <laughs> I had never heard him called Tony before. That's very good. T Fauch. T Fauch. Well thank anyway. you for th all right there, thank you for uh for the the more details on uh, another I'm not sure. absurd aspect, I'm not sure that anyway. was helpful, but <laughs> fucking. I, I, I think we did it about as much justice as we can, given the fucking source material sure. we we're trying to explain there. Okay, we have another question in here. 
this may have been this was in the middle of the week after Anders had gone on after the episode came out it seems possibly directed at him but it is also a general question here so I, I figure hey if you're this person listening or people in general lots of people are in this situation we we cover it here uh, so how, how do you keep things spicy before you moved in with your GF and you lived in different states aka how do I bring up sexting or something with my BF who moved away so how do you, how do you deal with that how do you keep things you know sexy and spicy and, and good uh, when you're when you're apart I think you gotta ask for it cause nobody wants like a there's no such no such thing as a good unsolicited dick pic right <laughs> right uh, or though though I don't know. I I've talked about this and I'm, you know, I feel a little weird and it feels a little gender essentialist, but like you are the one with the with the breasts and the vagina in this situation, I think, right? You could just send a picture of some titties and he will be very excited and probably get you something back in return. Very true. That seems just to hold of, water, yeah. Just kind of in- initiating it on on your own. Just with, get in with, there. I think that's a good because, uh, like, if they have a good response to that, then you can just kind of get into some sexting from there. You know, oh, yeah. just just send some send some hot shit to them. I mean, that, I think that's going to be like your smoothest way to do this. But you know, if if you don't get the response you'd hoped, or he's like, hey, but you don't see like an in on uh, you know getting this into a sexting thing, uh, like Arthur said, I, I think just bring up the interest in it, maybe on a phone call or something. Because yeah. it is that's a, it is a weird one to initiate, especially if they haven't done it before, or if the partner like usually doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. weird one to initiate just by by doing just the sext. I was out driving for my delivery gig a couple years back, and um, the gal I was seeing at the time just sent me a picture of her butt, and I almost crashed my fucking car. It was like the first <laughs> time she'd ever done it, and I was so fucking excited. that's awesome um wait so i'm a little bit confused so wait so this is um, this is a question from a woman about how to initiate ooh la la texty time with a boyfriend who's moved out of state yes yeah so separate places and how to how to bring up sexting or or something they say but i think just general kind of you know what's the phone what do you call a phone call a sex phone call Oh, uh, um, like a phone sex situation. Yeah, that actually is. Okay, so she's into that. She's into. You know, sex phone. <laughs> you know. Well, you just call on the sex phone, and then if he answers his sex phone, then you just do it. My sex phone is like, I have a Garfield sex phone. <laughs> yeah, you do. A uh, Garfield sex phone, otherwise not specified. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but anyway. Um, okay. Well, maybe she you could, she could do it as like a question. Be like, I think you're really hot, and that uh, is turning me on right now. Are you cool with that? Question send. Yeah. Boom. What's she gonna be like? I am not cool with that. Do not be <laughs> turned on thinking about me. You know, and like, I mean, if you can initiate with that, with a little bit of like a question, being like, Hey, I'm I'm thinking about you, and I'm really turned on right now. Uh, thoughts on that <laughs> like are you are you cool with that because if a woman said that to me i would be like i'm so cool with that i'm thinking about you right now is it cool if i if i stroke myself and then she'd be like yeah stroke it for me and i'd be like i already am are you wet and then she'd be like i'm so wet and then i'd be like all right let's talk on the phone and then I'd be like, do you want me to fuck you? And then she'd be like, yeah, fuck me so hard. Where do you want me to fuck me? Fuck me wherever you want. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she'd be like, oh my God, I'm fucking coming. I want to come at the same time as you. Can we come together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck. Oh, fuck, yes. All right, bye. <laughs> you can Click. try it like that with him. Just, just take that clip, listener. <laughs> Cut it out of this episode. And put it on your maybe Skype or something. You can. There's a way to splice a voice clip into a call. Call your boyfriend out of the blue and just play that. And by the end, he may yeah. have come already, but he's at least going to be in the zone for the future. 
Yeah, that's gonna that clip that's gonna come back to haunt me. That clip right there. That's, that's gonna come back around. I the, uh, uh, the I, pearly I like gates the of heaven. John, do you remember this moment? I'm like, I stand behind it. I stand behind it. God, I stand behind it. You can't. I won't be shamed. Works. I will not be ashamed. I, I like that though, because that kind of combines both the pretty directly asking but also you're kind of like starting it somewhere because that is the thing if you just bring it up as like let's do this sometimes uh you know you can you're gonna have to do the initiation part with that too this kind of uh this kind of segues right into this so i i I like that i think uh maybe add a nude or something on there too but just a little a little suggestive thing like that with maybe a little request i think that'll get things going in the right half a tid send him one half of one tid (laughs) yeah only half you don't have to be you know arth arth tis tis about it just like play it cool you know (laughs) (laughs) cyberbullying uh well, I hope I hope that I hope that works out with you and yep. uh, the partner. I'm at a distance thing now. Uh, it you know it's tough, and I, I hope that I hope that can get you in a and uh, you know in a good direction with it because yeah. that, that definitely helps with the distance having some kind of sexual activity to do. Yeah. Well, thank I, you, folks. Uh, well, we got we got too. one more. We got one more here. You see one more? Did we get one? Is it like? This that was way too specific to Anders. Well, but one. we gotta read it. It's in the box, okay, Donovan. Do you want to read it? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you're a girlfriend guy, a guy with a girlfriend. How true are these rumors? They're not. I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just, I choose to accept it as if they were asking it of me. But I would describe myself as a girlfriend guy. That mm. I I I do feel oriented towards relationships and i feel like i'm i'm a better version of myself when i have a partner so i think that that's good content that i just shared that i created just now i'm a content creator donovan you knocked that one out of the park that's cool arthur i i i I dig that thank you i i feel like i feel like you have such room to be so much better than you are you know Wow. And I think that I'm just kidding. You're great. You're so great. I didn't mean that. I, thought I was trying said, to take that in the best way possible, but it's not. No, I was stink. trying to be I was being like a dry sense of humor dick, you know, but I thought it would just mm-hmm. be funny because we've already created a sense. I fucked up, man. I'm sorry. No, no, we've already we've already established that we enjoy each other. I totally took it in the best way possible. All right. Well, I think you're rad, dude. You know, this way or otherwise, psychotic or otherwise. I don't even give a fuck, dude. <laughs> Even if they ever specify you, dude, you're still going to be rad in my book. Yeah, yeah. even if they specify you, you'll always be otherwise to me. <laughs> so that was the question box, folks. I think I forgot to say it at the beginning. Uh, if you'd like to send your questions into us, rftb.me or instagram.com slash radio free tote bag. It's anonymous. Type your question and send it. We'll read it on the show. At Arthur's insistence, even if it's uh, for Anders Lee specifically. <laughs> it's for yeah. Anders Lee. Okay, we got a Reddit one here, and it goes like this: My twenty F parents M forty six comma F forty six keep trying to give me condoms. I have told my parents before that I don't plan to have sex until I get married. A couple of days ago, they decided to offer me a box of condoms, and I said no, since I have no plans to have sex anytime soon. I don't even have a boyfriend. Today, they bugged me again. They were more forceful about it today, and it made me really uncomfortable. Especially when my dad said he didn't think I would wait until marriage. Jesus. Wow. They kept trying to give them to me as I repeatedly told them that I didn't want them and to leave me alone. And they said I should take them just in case. They finally stopped bugging me, but I'm afraid they might bug me again. TLDR, my parents keep trying to give me condoms repeatedly, which makes me uncomfortable, especially since I told them I'm not having sex until marriage. That was posted by Cute Kitten 7 Wow. Her parents are like, listen, we hear what you're saying, but we know you're a whore. <laughs> we can vibe it. We see what happens when you walk into church. The pews light on fire. Take these condoms, demon child. <laughs> 
We know what you are. You're a tart. You're a tart. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking harlot, and everyone you're a knows harlot. it. Everyone knows it. You don't know it, but you know it. You can't help yourself. You're of weak constitution. You just have raging hormones. Take the rubbers. Take them from your parents. Your fucking Reddit handle is CuteKitten7. Clearly, Uh, you're just down to to clown every day. Yeah, you're trolling Reddit for D, clearly. (laughs) CuteKitten. Cute kitty cat likes to fuck fuck. We know what's going on. (laughs) This, uh... Yeah, that's it, it's it's fucking insulting for them to continue doing that after yeah. you've been yeah. like clear about your answer, and I, so it sounds like you're you're still sounds like there's you're still living with them. But I yeah. don't know if it was clear from the question, uh, but kind of regardless with this, you're you know you're twenty, and I think that's at a point where you can. I mean, hopefully, it sounds like your parents are lacking in respect for you, which is really shitty. Um, but hopefully, could at least attempt to set them down and just directly tell them how shitty that is. I think uh, if you're if you're comfortable doing that, because like that, it's just such a fucking overstep. And even if there's like a hint of them just trying to look out for you in there, all the fucking stuff they're saying, like it's bizarre and insulting as they're throwing things at you, telling telling you they're helping you. It's it's just it's really shitty yeah also uh, maybe oh sorry go ahead arthur no 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 please please no i i was just i was just gonna say uh you know also you should not wait uh, until you get married to have sex and maybe your parents are actually helping you by being like look you don't want to wait until you get married to have sex that's some bullshit take these condoms we can't like say it to you like that but like <laughs> go have some fun these are your best years we can't yeah. throw these condoms at you until you bone down until you get the message please i was uh i was fully prepared to be like just take the condoms but like the level of disrespect that they're showing is is alarming to me uh though though I think also if she wants to have sex, she can get her own condoms, you know? That's true. Yeah, it's not like she, you know, I was I was thinking maybe she was younger from like the way that this worked, but Right. Nah. Twenty years old, decided she doesn't want to have sex until she gets married. And fucking have some respect for that. Have some uh belief in what she's saying. Like, cause she she believes, you know, she thinks she's that's what she's gonna do. <laughs> I sound so dismissive. <laughs> She thinks no, that's, that's what's cool. going to happen, but um, maybe yeah. it is, you know, or or, or you can just have unprotected sex with a bunch of strangers and see what happens. Just, yeah. you know, what the fuck, you know, have some stories. Roll them dice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the ah. dude to pull and pray. Ask the dude if he's been cultivating his male sexual energy. Tell him <laughs> you'll hook up with him, but only if he ejaculates. That's all. <laughs> My brain is the condom. Trust My me. Bra- <laughs> Trust me, there is so much semen in there. Uh, so the reservoir amygdala. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it keeps the fear down. Especially if you just keep it lubricated with good old American cummies, fella. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I, I think find yourself one of them uh, ejaculation hombres if possible. <laughs> uh, but for you know if 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 you're really fucking set, and honestly, it doesn't honestly matter too much about where your what your stance on like when you want to have sex is because they again shouldn't be pushing shit on you when you're very clearly telling them you know you don't want this. Um, and I think that's pretty. You know, you're 20. It can be pretty common. With some parents, you know, you get out of high school, you turn 18, but they're still, you know, they still got the parenting impulse. It hasn't been that long, and they overstep stuff. And, and that's why I'm saying, I, I think at this age, and again, if you feel comfortable with doing it, uh, but I, I think you could sit them down and be like, look, I'm tr- I know you're trying to help, but this is making me really uncomfortable. And, you know, if you're still getting nothing there, that's that's kind of a bigger situation, and I'm sorry you're dealing with it. Yeah. So ejaculation, that's probably the best option. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, uh, I found a, a, a post on selfhack.com called Everything You Need to Know About Injaculation. 
<laughs> what, did you learn anything? Well, see, like, it's talking about what semen is, and that's fine. Uh, this is a weird sentence. There are masturbators, decent baiters, and ejaculators, the latter being the most prestigious. <laughs> What's the middle one? Decent baiter. <laughs> Wait, so a decent is better than a master? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? I would I would hope that the master would be you know what I mean? Like No, because everybody could be no, but you're saying that the latter is the better, so that I mean the decent The final the the very latter would be the injaculator. Yes. But it sounds like if that's the greatest, then master's the worst, because everybody's a masturbator. Who's a, how many decent baiters you know? <laughs> it's some Starbucks shit where like the many, smallest yeah. size is called tall, and then there's another one that's there you, like big. There you go. They're just how many confusing Ruth terms. decent baiter Ginsburgs do you know out there? <laughs> how many Ruth injaculator Ginsburgs do you know out there? <laughs> Ruth masturbator Ginsburg. How to do it? How to, how to just fill the How loop. to do it? How to do it? No Another choice. Bit. Was that a thing, Ruth? Masturbators Ginsburg. Was that a thing? I think that's. I think that's in there. And I, I, you know, I am not a proponent of too soon. I don't think too soon really exists in a lot of circumstances. But I still, I think uh, Ruth Injaculator Ginsburg is really because then only <laughs> we would understand it. It would make no sense <laughs> to anybody. But like, well, you guys didn't get that. It's because her middle name is Bader, but instead of Masturbator, this. Not a decent baiter, but an ejaculator, which is what we were talking about. How did you not get, it's get like, that? It's like Cockney rhyming slang. Exactly, <laughs> layers exactly. And layers. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Like the layers of the rhyming slang of the Cockneys. Ruth, Very true, Donovan. Ruth toast on a shingle baiter or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the bees knee, the bees knees sneeze, they sneeze with the bees. Have the bees trees. Want some cheese for the bees trees? Please? Wait, what? I didn't know you were Cockney, John. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I, have, I speak. I speak fluent cock. Dot dot I am, dot. I am definitely more. I am definitely more cock-brained than cockneyed. Yeah. I speak fluent cock. Dot dot dot. Knee spelled K N E E. Like, I speak, I understand cocks that are as big as knees. I am mm. the Lorax, I speak for the knee cocks. <laughs> cocks. cocks. Nice. This is good. We are <laughs> doing so good. <laughs> We're working, out, working out some pits here. <laughs> oh, man, we are crushing it. This is, uh, this is good stuff. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what, guys? What's that? We could, we could get out of here. It's over. We did it. 60 minutes. We're here. Oh shit! Time flies when you're ejaculating. Incubating <laughs> thoughts of ejaculating. We've been ejaculating so much, the time <laughs> just passed right by. That's when you don't tell jokes to people; you just keep them up in your brain. That's ejaculating. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been ejaculating since March. Come on, Tony! <laughs> Come on, Tony Fauci! Let me have some fun, Tony! Come on, T Fauci! Come go. on, T Fauci! Don't make Jave, me Jave decent Jave, bait you or whatever. <laughs> uh, obviously, I take it not comedy stuff coming up, but do you uh, plug wise the the podcast? Anything else you want to plug? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, the podcast is well. Basically, the 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 logline for the podcast: Take your pills, psychopath. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. It's uh, the comedy podcast that exploits mental illness for personal profit. <laughs> trademark. <laughs> I, I like the trademark things. Nobody's trying to trademark. But yeah, it uses comedy. We talk about all sorts of mental health stuff. We laugh a lot. We get really in-depth about it. I'm proud to do it. So yeah, any place you listen to your podcast, please check out Take Your Pill Psychopath. Oh, yeah, um, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will do and, that. Yeah, and if you want to connect with me, the best way, and it gives me this little dopamine charge that I need when I see someone's joined, is to just join my newsletter, my mailing list, you guys. It's at jfodnews.com, which is just jfodnews.com. It would be awesome. Hell yeah. Highly recommend your show to folks who listen to us, too. Because uh, we've talked about this before. 
that sometimes relationship stuff, and the same goes for mental illness, it's, it can be hard to talk about with or find information on it without it being very clinical and cold, and you don't need more of that when you're feeling depressed. So I'm telling you, if you're out there, you're dealing with the mental health stuff too, highly recommend. Check out JFOD. Check out Take Your Pills, Psycho. And path, uh, path. What's that? Psychopath. Psychopath. And the jfodnews.com. Did I get the last one right, too? You did. You did so Monday. good. And you did so good with the acronym up front that I don't even give a fuck, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm crushing it. Yeah, dude. Uh, let's see. Our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is a song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify. Three words, the Hayfellows. Uh, if you enjoyed uh, this episode as much as I did, uh, head on over to uh, Patreon.com slash RFTB. Subscribe for $3 a month for two bonus episodes every month. That's $1.50 an episode, baby. That's worth it. Absolutely. Covering more personal topics sometimes. We covered the fake uh, weed that was going around in the mid 2010s. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit, that was funny with uh, with friend of the show Zisty. We've had Jake Flores. We've had Aiden Arada. Go check it out, folks. It's a good time, folks. Uh, let's give another big fucking thank you to Jay Fod. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys. Thank- it's so much fun. It's such a pleasure to meet you guys. You oh, too. For sure. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, you were an absolute delight. Uh. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna get right up here on this microphone. I'm just gonna be like, "I love you." Thanks. Bye. Mwah. Ooh, ooh, that feels so good, dude. I'm gonna go decent bait to that. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean, though? <laughs> <laughs>